From the blue-green waters of Claytor Lake to the hiking trails of the NRV, AM HodgePodge is on the air. Here are your hosts, Keith Weldons and Mark Tapp. This is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons, and you're listening to AM HodgePodge. Yeah, good morning. I'm excited. Our guest, he already came in. He already knew what kind of music he wanted. Yeah. Trumped that right he, off the and bat. And it was, he, he, he sort of threw out the same answer that most people say is, like, I'm, I'm all, all over, over the board. Place. And when he was pressed, he was more specific than most. Correct. And we like those, the kind of music, because the other day, the other day, uh, when we were in the office, we were talking about some things, and of course, I brought my little... Laptop in, in in an inopportune time. It's when you were at your peak efficiency, and right, I, I right. destroyed that. Yeah, uh, but we were going over different types of music, and uh, when when a when a certain style of music hits its peak, how do you know it? Or if a certain artist hits its peak, how do you know it? And we were kind of reminiscing a little bit, and where we ended up was that early part of two thousand. Yep. And yep. He said, "I'm really kind of like into that." There was right. that period 2000 of two thousand alternative correct. stuff. Yeah, there yeah. was a there was a period there that really broke out of things. And now he said the same thing with kind of country and how there's this like break of yeah. He, he said country, but then he he was really specific. I'm not into the yeah yeah, and he just dis- disparaged. The, the people who sit on coolers <laughs> listening to country music. Yeah. That's Kenny okay. Chesney probably isn't on his playlist. No, that's that's a shame, man. <laughs> is Kenny a Chesney is Kenny Chesney a sellout sellout? Is that the problem? Because he sells out everywhere he goes, so therefore that's not good anymore. At this point maybe, but okay. that's probably old enough that that's still cool country. Okay. Okay. Right. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's the kind of country that you were sitting in the back seat of your parents' car and it was playing and you had no choice. You couldn't you couldn't change it, right? Right. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. All right, well, welcome, everybody. Mm, this is AM HodgePodge. I'm Keith Weltons, that's Mark Tapp. Mm, you're listening to the show for and about the New River Valley. If you've missed a show in the past, have no fear. Go to the World Wide Web. Our guest did in order to be able to kind of catch one podcast. Yeah, to catch kind just of what to, we're going Just with. to make sure he wasn't going to get blindsided. He did throw out the who's who of who's here. That's true. So we do know that he's, he's certainly versed in what's going on. Yeah. Our first segment, we talk about uh, sports, music, uh, beer, and kind of with that being said, you ready to talk about some more beer? Yeah, I think so. I've got a couple of okay. things I can weave together. I, I, the first thing I wanted to touch on, uh, I, I was I was kind of surprised and a little bit saddened by the whole thing. Okay. So I'm sure you're familiar with Anchor Steam. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's one of the stalwarts in the uh, it's, craft it's, brewing it's, industry. Isn't it San Francisco and they're off of the, when they built the new park? Uh, well, it's not new necessarily anymore, but it's twenty plus years old. When they built that park, uh, that the Giants are in, they purchased the the property, cat a corner or whatever, and built a huge uh, uh, brewery and distribution center right there. Yeah, I, 
I'm assuming at this point in time, either sales are languishing a significant amount because nobody can get there anymore. Yeah. Um, and the neighborhood is deteriorated no different than uh, hotels and malls and everyone's just turning in the keys. Yeah, it's funny you say that. So uh, if you've been paying attention to the news, uh, specifically probably finance news, mm-hmm. you're you're recognizing that people, uh, companies that have properties or businesses in San Francisco are moving out. Yeah, I mean, not just moving. They, yeah. they, they have a property which they've been paying on for 15 years. And they have 20 years left on a mortgage because they may have refinanced it or whatever. And they're not even trying to sell it because there's not a market for it. So I brought up to you the the largest purchased property ever in San Francisco was in 2018. And um, they didn't even try to sell it. They just said, take it. Yeah. And um, no, no, that's not true. They sold it for 70% less of what they paid for it in five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, not supposed to happen. No. So that shows to everybody else, why are you even trying to sell it? Because you, you, you're going to, you're going to, if you try to sell it, you're going to have to pay the bank a gazillion dollars back. So you're just like, well, then bank just take it. And then it turns into a downward spiral. It is. It's yeah. just a mess. Yeah. But the good news is, is somewhere down the road, down mm-hmm. the line, it all writes itself. It and, does. And somebody will make a lot of money on it. Once you throw, when you, you got to throw your anchor. That's that's good. Anchor steam. Mm-hmm. Anchor. Yeah. But that was an anchor. Don't tonight to keep hitting on this. That was an yeah. anchor of that rebuild area there. That's the, the purpose for that brewery. So now take it from there. So ironically, that is actually the opposite of what they're doing. Mm. They're uh, pulling a banker. They are they are going to cease distribution outside of California. Hmm. They are pulling all of their distribution back into California hmm. and so doubling down on California. Yeah. Wow. And um, maybe as significant. So they are famous for their Christmas ale. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's seasonal. Um, it also had a special a hand-drawn uh, logo on on each you know, on the sure. on the packaging. So every year the packaging changed right. and had a different Christmas tree on it. And it also had a different recipe. It was all Christmas themed, but but it was different every year. Right. They are no longer going to produce the Christmas ale. Why is that? Uh, so they are ta- they're referencing. It's a very in, grinch, in, grinchy move. Yeah. In both instances, they're they're referencing the cost of goods. Okay. The uh, the cost of inputs is just too great. Sure. For them to do now. Um, they are they are no longer an independent uh, brewery. So, so there's now a lot I was going to ask that. I was going to ask who is the major owner of that because that that's who's making those decisions. So who is it? Sapporo. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was the first thing I, I wanted to know. Are they, are, they uh, are they are they uh, majority Japanese or more majority Chinese? I believe that's Japanese. Japanese. Okay. But but I am that that's. I'm okay. swinging uh, for the fences a little bit there. Okay. So that was the first thing I wanted to touch on. And I thought that was – I wonder, and I, I wanted to throw it out to you, sort of catch you off guard a little bit and 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 see what you thought. Is that a 
a warning sign? Is it a uh, an indicator of of a new trend, or is it just eh, it's just one of those things? The brewery wasn't run well enough; they got in over their head. And- well, I think that goes back to kind of something that we talked about last week, or I kind of brought up was that while the craft beer sales are down uh, through the distribution change, and they're down about three or four percent. Yeah, um, the distri- the craft beer um, through the brewery or the tap house is up but the distribution had gotten so large that uh it was now making up the majority of craft beer sales you know why it's why you go into a grocery store and you might buy 12 beers a week that way but maybe if you go to a brewery you might only have two so it's a six to one ten to one there's some sort of a ratio that's far higher considering some people never go to a, a, a local brewery so but to the part that we talked about was that that distribution has gotten so expensive because the major players have have bought the distribution mm-hmm. change. Yeah. So they they own, you know, InBev owns all of the distribution chain. They own all of the they own the the can companies, the green bill. They own everything. Yeah. So they're all having to buy from them. So yeah, when there's a switch over from one to another, they're still getting paid. They just never had to make it. Mm-hmm. They just sold you the input on there but they're they've been pulling a lot more of that in there and then eliminating brands that they've bought so we go back to it you you go to the the store shelf where it may have looked like a crayon box where there was every shade of every color you're now getting more just instead of that really cool big box that had the sharpener in the middle yeah you're getting the little one that you get at the birthday party you got it yeah you got you're getting you know chocolate vanilla strawberry it's not baskin robbins anymore right. and so because they've they've reduced it in order to try to cut costs because when you're publicly trading and if you're owned by someone and they have their own agenda they force it down and ta-da there you go yeah 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 so uh, i'm going to move on just a little bit here but that is this- interesting they pulled the, 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 uh, about that so they're yeah. not going to pull a banker they're set an anchor that's right yeah mm-hmm they they've they've reeled it in a little bit. No steam, in all a shallower anchor. lake. Yeah, their new T-shirt says "No steam, all anchor." Yeah. So um, this, I suppose, this is sort of related in the. Actually, it's related in a number of ways. But uh, this is a quote from Bill Gates, okay, the guy that uh, disrupted the computer world, mm-hmm. the whole world, maybe. Yeah. With his computer, uh, he says that wastewater beer could be. As disruptive as Microsoft. Okay. I thought that was a pretty amazing comment uh, because Microsoft was very disruptive. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, um, Bill Gates uh, recently took a $1 billion stake in Heineken. Right. And everybody was kind of wondering why, and there was all kinds of theories. Yeah. The majority of the distribution is in Russia, and they were like, why are you buying it there? (laughs) I mean, seriously. Yep. So uh, back in 2012, the Bill and Melinda Gates Charitable Foundation gave a grant to a startup company called Epic Clean Tech. Okay. And it was part of their Reinvent the Toilet Challenge. Do you remember seeing anything on that? Oh, no. The, uh, it's actually pretty fascinating. So in an effort to bring um, – Better toilets to the U.S.? No, it was um, – more sanitary conditions to third world company, uh, countries okay. Okay. and um, 
probably uh, more leaning towards the composting ti- toilet. Okay. So that so it's not trying to go from the three point one gallon to one point six right, gallon or right. two two to one point three or one point one. It's right. not that. No. Okay. It was it was how do we get um, sewage uh, um, capacity mm-hmm. up in areas where there's just no way we're going to get sewer lines right. okay. built. And so, anyways, uh, one of the, well, this particular company um, recently, and they're San Francisco-based, uh, developed a technology where water waste, and they actually tested this in, a, in an area, a na- neighborhood. Um, it was an, an, an apartment block in San Francisco, ultrafiltration membranes that are 100 times thinner than human hair. And they filter out impurities, clean the water, and then they disinfect the water with ultraviolet light. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole the whole premise here is is that studies have shown, and you and I have talked about our thoughts on some of these studies. Mm-hmm. But so, some studies have shown that uh, the water that we rely on in our aquifers will be significantly depleted mm-hmm. by 2070. Right. And we both know that the that water usage in the brewing industry is very very high. Sure. And so if there's a way that that could be um, recyclable, mm-hmm. that would be good. I I don't know that either one of us buys into the oh my gosh, we we're going to die in 2 years mm-hmm. because of climate change right. concept, but we, but we're both on board with cleaner technology. Okay. Who is it? Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, and if this can work and it can be uh, cost effective, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but interestingly, Bill Gates has his hand in the technology that could be the most disruptive technology in the brewing industry. Hmm. Yeah, but not the toilet. No, but if you want to talk disruptive technology and toilets, I've got something else for you. Okay. Are you familiar? Oh, man. <laughs> Are you familiar with uh, fecal microbial transplant? I'm, I'm familiar with all three words, but not collectively together. All right. So the, the article title on this is, Are You Ready to Take Your Crapsule? No, I'm not. <laughs> Do we need to go further? Uh, it's it's actually fascinating technology. Did you know that there are poo donors? Yes. Did you really? Yeah. Not just for scientific study, but for the use of their poo uh, for health reasons. Uh, that like f- like put it on people's face for like war pain <laughs> no, stuff. No, 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 no. So a fecal microbial transplant is the uh, they actually do a. Is this based off of like why dogs eat other dogs? I was gonna want. I was wondering if you yeah, take it there. I yeah, because I did. I did read all. That's one of the reasons why dogs will do it. Their sense of smell is so great that they can actually tell. And it's one of the reasons why like mutts typically are better because they're getting all of the better, and then they typically weed out all of the other stuff. And it's why one dog will follow another dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, an old dog, an old, old, old dog, um, the the young dog will follow the old dog and as soon as the old dog goes to the bathroom the probability that the young dog will eat that is significantly higher than in any other age group because the young dog knows that the old dog is old and has certain things that have gotten it to be old that it absorbs in its stream that 
is crazy. It is. But it's like why, why wolves do it yeah. and everything else. The second is they know that um, the old dog leaving its scent upon death, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. it was in a pack, is not good in order to be able to transfer power from one to the other. So a new new one usually follows the other one. So removing all signs of, of that dog or in this case, a wolf or coyote or whatever it may be, some sort of a pack animal is also important to the younger ones. So, yeah, so if you've got a young dog, everyone goes, oh, I won't stop eating it. Well, that's because there's an older one there, and it's it's using it's both for health benefits, mm-hmm. and it's both for its longevity of uh, becoming the pack leader. Yeah. So basically what they're, what they're finding is that bacteria, your microbial mm-hmm. health in your gut is uh, very determinant in your overall health. Correct. And so if someone has very healthy stool, they have a great microbial uh, colony, um, they can inject that into a very sick person. C. diff is an example. Mm. So if you're struggling sure. with C. diff sure. uh, and you're weak and you're, you, you know, people do die of C. diff, um, they, will, they will go in through the colon, sort of like a colonoscopy, and they will coat the inside of your intestines with someone else's sort of a, a stool soup, if you will. Yeah. And the recovery rate is astonishing. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, like I said, I read something on the, the – I told you I read the books about dogs and stuff. And it, some of that stuff gets really gross. And you kind of understand it, but there's nothing worse than a dog coming in on a hot day and <laughs> – <laughs> smell it on its breath. Oh. Well, maybe not. The uh, other is when the other is when they roll in it, yeah. and then they come in. That's worse. And then they roll on your carpet. That's that's the worst. But uh, but yeah. All right, we ready? Yep, we are ready. Ball over mirror. All right. So we know that uh, sports related industries in injuries. Okay. There's yeah. both recreational and there's professional. Yeah. And um, when COVID hit and sports had to stop or they changed in some sense of a form, um, injuries the following couple of seasons went up significantly because of uh, uh, the ability for people or athletes in this case mm-hmm. to train. Yeah. They, I mean, it's like taking a freight train and it's going down and then it stops. Yeah. Right. And then you're trying to work back back up and uh so those injuries went up well so did the injuries uh uh in the uh regular population after covid opened back up but those first months injuries went down it may make sense kids don't play football uh uh, parents stay home with your kids so nobody falls off the curb correct correct so i thought this was fascinating so this was an article and it was pulled from all sorts of different areas, and it says sports and recreational injuries. So sports injuries rebounded in 2021 um, at following a 27% decrease in sports-related injuries in 2020. Okay. Okay? So that would make sense. I think we can all can understand that. Yep. Um, the top – I'm going to give you the top areas in which people get hurt, but I am curious. But did they label these suddenly injured? No. Okay. But I am going to curious – could you give me the one area where sports injuries, recreational sports injuries, did not decline and from 2019 to 2020 and then 2020 to 21? Meaning there was a, still a constant a growth. A specific sport? A, a specific or? style of um, 
of of a recreational sport. I'm curious. A style of think, 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 sport. think, think. Anyone? I, I want to go with some sort of a like an outdoorsy hiking. Could be. Could be. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with hiking. Okay. No. <laughs> it's actually it fishing. Cycling. Yeah, I could see that. So there was a push for these pelotons. So pelotons that cycling experience, yeah. right? You had a lot of cyclists who then said stay inside, so they bought a peloton, and then yeah. you had other people yeah. buying these pelotons. Well, once the weather got warm enough for them to be able to move out in the spring, they were like, well, I'm going to go buy me a bike. Yeah. So that's the area, and which is why it was so difficult to get a peloton or get a bicycle during that. Yep. It's the only area that actually was consistently high. Here is the last part. You ready? Here's how most people get hurt. Exercise is the top one. Just some sort of exercise. Just any any exercise. exercise. That was the top Correct. injury provider. The second is cycling and accessory cycling, like in your home. And then the third is basketball. Now, I so, totally believe in basketball. So, yes. And then um, skateboarding is right behind basketball. But cycling, compared to uh, basketball, 50% more injuries in cycling than basketball in the general population. That's worrisome. But given that I, I like to say I know. That's a that's a shocker to me. But it what goes back to those because cars and bikes don't play well. Yes, exactly. Increase. All right. Well, that's our end of our first segment. When we come back, we'll bring in our guest. Right. You're listening to AM Hotspot. Hey, 